Is this the end of the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty run? All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson Mailbag. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use code, all lowercase, locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Tons of great questions here in our mailbag. Of course, a lot of Super Bowl-related questions as we sit here Wednesday preparing for the big game on Sunday, Matt. And the first question I want to go to is about this Chiefs dynasty. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, the dynasty, it's kind of like that, that Hall of Fame conversation. And actually, question about Hall of Famers in the Super Bowl as well a little bit later. Um it, there's there's no exact definition of what a dynasty is. There's no exact definition of what a Hall of Famer is. You just kind of know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of still a budding dynasty to me for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got two. You start talking about three rings, and you start talking about teams of the decade, and uh, I, I think we're full-fledged dynasty mode right at that point. And uh, the team of the 2020s, their star quarterback is still you know at an age where he can win a lot more games, but maybe not their head coach. And so uh, this leads me to a question from frequent mailbag participant, Joey Bag of Donuts. Could this be the end of the Chiefs dynasty? Andy Reid and Kelsey might retire after this game, and Chris Jones will be gone. He is a free agent. So what do you think? Mahomes all alone. Can he keep a dynastic run together once Andy Reid, Kelsey, Chris Jones, and uh, and maybe some of the other members of past Super Bowls are gone, Matt, because as you know, you have to win with a completely different cast. Look mm-hmm. at the Patriots roster and in Tom Brady's first Super Bowl win and his yep. last Super Bowl win. He's the only constant along with Bill Belichick. Yeah, I was going to bring up that Patriot run. So he's right. I mean, I, the chances of Reed, Kelsey, I would say Spagnolo. I mean, I'm not speaking for these guys. Are they all going to return or are they all long for the Chiefs? Payroll um, would, would like let's okay, let's let's just take play this out. Let let's say Andy Reid retires mm-hmm. uh, on Monday, you know, or Tuesday yeah. after or whatever after the parade. Yeah, after the you parade know, or at the parade. Uh, or you know parade. what? Got another Super Bowl. Great career. I'm going to call it a career. Spend time with family. You know, whatever. Coach mm, sure. may retire. Walking away. Way, come on. What is Andy Reid going to do if he's not coaching? What is Pete Carroll and and uh, and <laughs> what's Belichick going to do? Belichick, yeah, yeah, what are they going to do next year? Maybe go in a booth somewhere. I don't know. Right. It's, Take it's up quilting, you know, right. <laughs> what they're going to do if they're not coaching. Um, but let's say it is the end. And Kelsey's, you know, career is is on the back half. We know that. Uh, Chris Jones is a free agent, probably trying to get paid big somewhere. He might be in Kansas City still. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Spagnolo could become head coach. Maybe they bring back Eric Bieniemy as the head coach in that case. And Spag sticks around. Um, but really the the big one is Reed and Patrick Mahomes and Reed never won a Super Bowl 
until Patrick Mahomes came around. Uh, and so could Patrick Mahomes win Super Bowls without Andy Reid is really the big question that we're talking about here. And it kind of ties into another question from Richard here who says, can we talk about Andy Reid didn't get his first Super Bowl win until he was 60? My man Shanny is doing just fine. He's only in his mid-40s. Well, if Shanahan takes until he's 60, it's going to be with a different team than he wins. So <laughs> they're yeah. they're going to like that at all. But it's a good point. Like Andy Reid was where Shanahan is now. Oh, he's the coach that can't win the big one until he finally won the big one. And when that happened, when he got a superstar quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. So much to unpack here. And I would also throw in Snead, who might be their second best defensive player, might not return. I would think one of those two returns probably on the tag. So you're probably going to lose a, a star on defense as well. Snead already up for free agency? Yeah, he's going to be like the most sought after corner probably. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's a big one. Um, real quick on Reed. I'm not defending him, but I mean, he went through a lot of NFC championship games. And McNabb's the only quarterback in Philly you'd say is even above average. I mean, he's talking Hoying and Kevin Cobb, and I forget the list, but it was not Mahomes. And it, he had it, Vic for a year too, right at the end. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl with To and McNabb, you know, yeah. and lost. But they went to a lot of AFC championship or NFC championship games, which is not easy to do, by the way. Right. Um, so I think the obvious comparison is. Brady really was part of two dynasties in New England. I mean, there's a big gap where they did not win Super Bowls. They weren't bad, but there was the first cluster of Super Bowls where I didn't think Brady was the driving force. He was a very good player. But then the second half, Gronk, Hernandez, Moss, you know, et cetera, et cetera, he was a superstar. You know, I mean, he was the best quarterback in the league or one of for sure. But the offense started leading the defense a little bit more than it being so defense-centric It just, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, which it still was that, but the offense was just so much better than in the yes. early days of the those first couple Super Bowls. So that's why I would say it's a little different because Mahomes right now is way better to me than Brady was after year six. You know, I mean, he's by far the best player in the league and the driving locomotive of this dynasty. No offense to all those other dudes, but more so than the quarterback was in New England. So I think there's a better chance for staying power, they've drafted well, especially on defense. They'll have to continue to do that. And if these guys do retire, it will open up some cap space either this year or down the road. They don't have a lot of big ticket items. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have a hard time saying quick, they're, they're done. Real quick. Uh, and if it wasn't, it, I mean, Reed and Mahomes are, are Hall of Famers. And we have a question yeah. about which Hall of Famers are in this Super Bowl. Those are two of them. If it wasn't for Spagnuolo in the defense, Reed and Mahomes are not in the Super Bowl right now. If it agreed, agreed, 100%. That's what carried this team this year. 100%, 100%. But Mahomes also doesn't make mistakes. He's reinvented himself several times in his short career. I don't think they're close to being done. And even if they get if they get hit hard, as hard as humanly possible this offseason, Reed, Spags, Kelsey, and Jones. I mean, let's say all those dudes don't return right off into the sunset. I'm still going to pick them to win the West. I mean, at a minimum, I, I, that would be tough. I, I don't. I think it would be an adjustment, and then they would they would need some time to figure out whatever else is next there, because uh, it is still a team sport as as important no, as no. the quarterback is, uh, and. The, this actually leads into I know you had some stats that you wanted mm -hmm. to talk about with Patrick Mahomes and and uh, what he's done as a playoff quarterback because if, if I'm not mistaken he's played a full season now in the postseason 
So that's what's really interesting to me is he has played 17 postseason games. This will be his 18th on Sunday. So that's over a six-year stretch. So he averages three playoff games per season, which is remarkable in itself. It's really hard to play three NFL playoff games. I mean, to win two is really hard for any team any year. He averages three playoff appearances per year, which is bonkers. He's won 14 of his 17, you know, I mean, which is also bonkers. But think about this. Over a typical 17-game season, if a quarterback would throw for slightly over 4,800 yards and how many touchdowns? I just missed it. 39 touchdowns versus seven interceptions, a 39-7 to TD to interception ratio, and 4,800 yards over the course of the season, that's easily the MVP of the league. I mean, nine out of 10 years, you win the MVP with those numbers. But then we'd bring on Aaron Schatz, and he'd talk about the VOA, and he'd say, yeah, he's definitely the MVP, but oh, by the way, he played the hardest schedule in NFL history times a 1,000. They had no easy games, you know, like – there was by far the hardest schedule anyone's ever played over the course of the year. And this guy's got a 39 to seven touchdown to interception ratio. It, that's insanity to me. Yeah. Playoff Pat's even better than regular season Pat in a lot of ways. And that's not counting what he does with his legs. Right. right. And it's not like he's and putting he's better up than Pats as a runner or scoring a bunch of touchdowns with his legs. He has some, but it's just the back breaking plays that he makes when it does. How break many down first downs? Oh, I mean like I a million mean. first downs with his legs. So Patrick Mahomes, great. Uh, could he, would the dynasty continue? I think that's up for debate. But mm-hmm. why would Reed and Kelsey walk away until they're done, done? Especially when Reed. Winning, right? I, I, I know there's been talk about it, but uh, Belichick didn't walk away the year after they won a Super Bowl. He walked away after things got pretty rough for a multiple mm-hmm. seasons in a row. And yeah. I, I just... I don't see them walking away when they're at their height and they could still continue to win and win and win. So, right. Um, and I threw Spagnolo out there. He's given no indication that he's leaving. And no, no indication he's going to leave for a head coaching job either, which might be the, no. the way he would leave faster than retiring. Maybe they'd bump him up if Reed left and he'd still be in charge of the defense or who knows. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next. Let's talk talk to those Hall of Famers. Yeah. The, 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 the defense is on the field Sunday. And how many Hall of Famers are? on the Super Bowl 58 rosters for the Chiefs and the 49ers. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Whatever you're doing to get ready for your big game party, your football watch party favorites this weekend, DoorDash can bring it all to your door. Your favorite restaurants. If you want the uh, bullet bourbon wings from Keysar Pub right across the street from where the 49ers used to play way back in the day, you can get it. Uh, You want to go Permanis in Pittsburgh, you can get that to your doorstep with DoorDash. Or maybe you got the burgers on the grill and you forgot the buns, you can get those groceries delivered right to your door at DoorDash as well and make sure your football watch party is on point. And get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKS23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, don't forget to use LOCKS23 as your code for 50% off up to $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more 
Subject to change, terms apply. This episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks, the big game right around the corner. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every big game changing moment into 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn 10 bucks into $1,000. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, by the way, you win on prize picks, on one of those picks. So tons of ways to play, tons of stat pro- projections to pick more or less than. You pick two to six players on prize picks, and the more you get right, the more you get. And for the big game, a big game only special, with as little as four correct picks, you can turn 10 bucks into 1,100 times your money. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com. Slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app or go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. How many future Hall of Famers, Matt, will be on the field Sunday in Super Bowl 58? Okay. I've given this a little bit of thought, and I think there's two categories. There is if they play this game and then retire the day after, are they in or not? And then there's guys that are very well on their way. So bear with me. I'm going to buzz through these. Kansas City, Andy Reid in now, no matter what. I actually think Spagnolo. once in a while, you will get a coordinator. I think he's going to be up for discussion at least. Uh, he doesn't really fit a category. but Has, uh, has a ring without Mahomes True. and Reed, which Mahomes and Reed don't have a ring without specs. Each other. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Spagnuolo was a uh, defensive coordinator for the New York Giants when they beat the New England Patriots. Patriots, in right. The second one, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Giants' second so, Super Bowl win with yeah. yeah. Beat the undefeated Patriots, right? Yeah, that was that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he has actually as good a case as any coordinator I could think of. I think Mahomes, I know Mahomes, could play this game and say, I'm bored. I'm going to Jim Brown, Andrew Luckett, just walk away, and he yeah. would get in just because of these six years or the best ever by any quarterback. That's enough. Yeah, Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey, they're locked in. Kelsey is definitely locked in. I'm not going to project Creed Humphrey yet. He's too young, you know, or any of their linemen, no. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, I think well on their way, though, is Chris Jones. I mean, I think Chris Jones is well on the way, you know, uh, uh, not there yet by any stretch, but right. well on his way. If you had to put, so this is where it comes down to those questions. If you had to put money on, you got even money on if he does or does not get in the Hall of Fame, Chris Jones. Almost all those I would bet no, because one bad knee injury and, you know, or and he signs a big deal and he gets soft and doesn't love it anymore. You know, it's, it's too much. He'd have to double his done. career almost. You right. Know? You can't you can't phone in the rest and still get in. You got to be the guy you've right. already been for still a lot longer. Yeah, at least, you know, maybe he's two thirds of the way in. But that last third isn't easy. You know what I mean? So that's so, three from the Chiefs side. Anybody else in Kansas City? That you would put on the maybe. Oh, yeah. Kelsey, Mahomes, Reed are all yeses. Spags, Spags Jones, and Jones are maybe slash on their way. Niners, I think McCaffrey's well on his way. I think Trent Williams is a lock. I think Kittle is well on his way, but not sealed. I can't give you the receivers yet. I can't give you anyone else on offense. Fred Warner on defense, Nick 
Bosa would be the candidates on the defensive side of the ball. Still too young, too early, but they're on the Chris Jones. Well, on their way. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, Bosa has a defensive player of the year. Like, I don't think there's many defensive player of the years that haven't gotten in. Warner probably is one in the future. And I think Shanahan's got a chance. Going next. Shanahan gets locked in, I think, with a Super Bowl win on Sunday. Pretty darn close. It's yeah. kind of like the Reed. He is. He's a he's a 15 year younger version of Andy Reed when he won his Super Bowl. Yeah, and won't hang it up soon, and has a lot more wins in his future. You know, like he isn't going to hang right. it up. Right. You look at the impact on the league, the the tree mm-hmm. under him, and all the staff members that have been hired throughout the NFL. Um, there was a report today that's crazy, and this is a legacy I think for the 49ers, which is a pin in their cap. But um, Seth Wickersham, I believe ESPN, wrote an article about the 49ers and, and the Super Bowl. And, and, and the one part that really stood out to me was that owners have actually complained to the league about the 49ers getting so many minority coaches and, and uh, front office people hired elsewhere that they've had an insane amount of uh, compensatory picks. And That's the crazy, yeah. Because the 49ers are getting too many comp picks, and it's helping them become a better team. Christian McCaffrey is probably not a 49er if they don't have all these extra comp picks to trade away. And oh, go make a move like that. So, yeah. uh, and it, but the fun there's obviously two two takeaways from that. One is great job 49ers for being a pipeline for diversity and getting these coaches hired elsewhere. And the rest of the league is like, well, you know what? There's an easier way than complaining about the 49ers getting those third round picks because you could get your own. Right, right. There's no rules prohibiting yeah. you from doing the exact same thing. It. So, it's not like you need the first pick in the draft to do it, you know, to get Caleb Williams, you know, yeah. that type of thing. I don't know that either GM, either GM has a lot more to do for Hall of Fame. I just would throw that out there. I didn't forget those guys. But, I mean, oh, I do. You have to be. About, you got to last like twenty years to be a ridiculous GM. I didn't think about John Lynch is already in the Hall of Fame. I guess he already is. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We got to count John Lynch. He's already. I think Ozzie Newsome could be one of those guys that gets in both. You know, like as a player right. and an owner. And yeah, you know, guys like yeah. that. Does he get two busts? One's just got a little <laughs> less hair on it when he gets there. Yeah, in fifteen years. Yeah, bifocals and you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I would. So Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey, or Locks. Nobody's. Uh, Will Trent Williams, I think, is locked in on the forty. He's a lock. Shannon I think McCaffrey's getting close. Are are the next closest out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Then there's like the Spags, Jones, Kittle, Warner, Bosa. Some of those guys are going to get in. So mm-hmm. seven would, would be the over-under for me on Hall of Famers in this game. And that's not even counting Lynch. I'd go over. But it's all said and done. You know, like it's when we look back done, in 20 yeah. years, how many were out there? I wonder what the record is. Somebody probably knows that. And who knows? Maybe someone we're not even talking about that. You know, maybe the Debo's or the IU. Right, 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 right. Or Creed Humphrey. Mead, right, Creed Humphrey. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of talent on the field. A lot and, of talent uh, on the field. Not rare for a Super Bowl, but maybe it feels like there's a few more Hall of Famers in this game than than maybe some others recently. It's probably very easy to find out, but I wonder which Super Bowl ended up with the most Hall of Famers in it. And w- one of the big things for getting into the Hall of Fame is winning a Super Bowl. So it's kind right, of right, like right. a circular argument. Well, how do you get in the Super Bowl? Well, or how do you get in the Hall of Fame? Well, win Super Bowls. <laughs> so hey, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. the 49ers do it. Then all of a sudden, Shanahan, McCaffrey, Williams, Kittle, Bosa, Warner, you start to get all these accolades. It makes that a lot easier. It makes your case a lot stronger, your resume for getting into the Hall of Fame. So real quick, if, if you look over my shoulder, I'm going to duck real quick. Woo. There's a bathroom back there. Okay. Back there is a bathroom. 
Is that Sidney Crosby I see back there? Yeah, that's Sid the Kid behind me too. Right, signed. That's a nice one. But there's a, a bathroom back there, and over the toilet is a picture of the 1978 Steeler team. You know, it's <laughs> a great place for it. You know, it was my, my wife gave it to now her ex-husband, and when he left, she stole it off and gave it to me. Whatever. But it's <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> it, I mean. Wow. It, it's in Three River Stadium, and it says 1978 Steelers on the scoreboard. Some of the bulbs are out, as they usually were back then. Every coach is an old white dude in bike shorts. You know, like it's a 1978 Steelers. Yeah. But I I often ask people that are down, I'm like, how many Hall of Famers are on that picture? They just won the Super Bowl. There's 13 in that picture, and that doesn't even include Mr. Rooney, who's upstairs, or his son would make it 15. I mean, that included Chuck Noll on the picture. And Tony Dungy as a player for the Steelers. So, and that's like not that's, even the other team. That's just the Steelers. I'd say they played the Cowboys that year with Staubach. <laughs> and, you know, like, was there 22 on the field? I mean, Landry is in. Uh, so, so we're, we're not even close with the Not Super even close. Right. Yeah. All right. And, and because those guys didn't change teams either. I mean, I'm sure the early Packers could say the same thing. Free agency didn't come take Swan, Stallworth, and Webster all off the same year, you know? But there's 13 on that picture. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And Dungy's right. the tr- trick question no one gets. A couple. He said really there's good. a defensive back. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. A couple of questions about the defenses in the Super Bowl. We talk a lot about quarterbacks. Let's yeah. talk a little more defense here and uh, the best worst hires of this cycle. Next. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Sometimes we all need a little opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. And I can't stress this enough. You cannot let the small thing become the big thing. It's why it's so important to get that off of your chest. And uh, someone unbiased is always, you know, very helpful in your life. Sometimes, I mean, no matter what it is in your life, whether it's work, personal life, your football team. And it's crazy to say, but, you know, most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team. But some people and I've dealt with a lot of these people they need to talk about their sports problems as well because that's seeping into their real life when it's supposed to be an escape from real life. So, And some some people just need a a check-in once a week. Make sure you're hitting the goals you want to hit weekly in your life to get to where you want to be. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. Slash locked on. All right, let's go to this question here from A.A. Ron, uh, who says, what is Steve Wilkes, 49ers defensive coordinator, doing that this defense is different and not as good than the previous years? And uh, I have a short answer for this one. Take it away, yeah. The biggest answer here is that it's not his defense. And Uh, unlike his predecessors as 49ers defensive coordinators, so if we go back to Shanahan when he was – in fact, I think Shanahan tried to hire Mike Vrabel originally as his defensive coordinator, by the way. And uh, Vrabel mm-hmm. ended up going to the Texans to be their D.C. at the time. Uh, but Robert Sala is who they brought in. And he knew Sala from his days way back when they were assistants with the Houston Texans under Gary Kubiak. Uh, but Sala was then a linebackers coach, and he came from the Seattle cover three system. So that was kind of the original defense 49ers brought in. And Kyle Shanahan knew how difficult it was to play against those Seattle defenses in the cover three. But it's a lot more d- it's a lot easier to run that scheme when you have, you know, Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that group of, of players. 
So the league's kind of, you know, a lot of people run cover three, kind of went away from that and started to see like what a lot of people are doing, a little bit more cover four, a little bit more too high, but still a lot of cover three because cover three gives you an ability to have your eyes on the backfield and go and run and hit and tackle and more guys in the box. So anyway, um, Robert Sala kind of grew with Shanahan and they kind of developed the system together. Well, the linebackers coach for the 49ers was D'Amico Ryans, and he already knew the system. And so he ran that same exact system and then uh, put his fingerprints on it in his two years as defensive coordinators. And the 49ers obviously have a lot of really good players. And, uh, you know, and the, and the defense kind of grew and grew and grew, but it had grown over the course of, you know, half a decade together with all these guys building the pieces all together. And now the 49ers went outside the organization this time to hire Steve Wilkes and said, all right, we like Steve Wilkes. Uh, Steve Wilkes, you're good with secondaries, former DBs coach becomes defensive coordinator. Um, we, you're well-respected around the league, former head coach as well. But you have to run this system that we've developed over here. It's not going to be your system. So I think there's been growing pains as part of that. And that is reason number one. I think that the 49ers defense right now is not quite as good as years past. It's not because the players aren't as good. A lot of the players are very similar. Uh, but it's it, Steve Wilson not running his scheme. So I think he'll just be better. Another offseason, the, the Niners defense is going to be even better next year great answer much better than i could have said it i think that's phenomenal that all adds up 100 percent. going back to the conversation we had with aaron shots you know he really laid out and i think this is true too that defense is less predictive and less stable year to year than offense is you know it's just it's harder to maintain being the best defense in the league you know you know. I, I think it's a. I think Nick Bosa is a perfect example. Nick Bosa's yeah. PFF grade is really good. I think he's number two amongst defensive ends in the entire NFL this year, and he's had a really good season. But statistically, he just hasn't hit the quarterback as much. Not as many sacks. Mm-hmm. Not defensive player of the year stats and numbers. And you know, it, it's merely a pro bowler, right? You can play. <laughs> really good. You can be an All Pro. You can be awesome, and and still not put up the numbers and those big play sacks, big play interceptions. Uh, strip sacks and those types of things are game changes, game changing, game swinging plays. And if you just take a few of those out, all of a sudden your defense doesn't look as good, doesn't play as good. Maybe you have a few um, schematic problems where it's like, okay, we really need to, you know, our, our where gaps aren't sound here. We have to do this here and this here. And that's why this works and this works. And, you know, obviously all 11 guys work together and especially in the 49ers defense, because if there's something not right up front, it is going to affect the guys on the back end, you know, which is the same with a lot of schemes, uh, you know, unless you got just shut down corners everywhere, which the 49ers, that's not the way, the way they play. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it just you can be good and statistically doesn't quite look the same, but I have the feeling the 49ers are going to come out and be, their best unit on defense. They're going to be playing like crazy. There's been a lot of talk about effort and there was some, you know, some bad stuff put on tape last week in the first yeah. half. It was fixed in the second half against the lions. So for that reason, the 49ers are still really good and Wilkes is, is a good coach. So I think the 49ers are going to come out much hotter, especially on the defensive side of the ball than they have in recent weeks. I tend to agree with you. And the only thing I want to add to this question is I know when they made the hire, there was speculation. Well, they'll probably play more man coverage. He is a secondary guy. You know, that's more his style historically. Frankly, I don't know if they are or not, but they don't really have the corners to leave those guys on island either. And there's been times where there's like, yeah, our zone's just not tight enough and they play more mm-hmm. man. Because like, we need to be stickier. We're, just, we're not sticky right now. So I think there's still some back and forth and that might be some things they have to hash out in the offseason. Okay, fair enough. Uh, on the other side of that, uh, I've got a quick note on Spagnolo and his defense. It's something that I think the the Chiefs are really good at. We saw it against the Niners in the Super Bowl four years ago. We saw it against the Ravens last week. And uh, go to 
Lucky on Twitter, who says, I'm unwilling to accept that Baltimore stopped running because they got a bit down. Unwilling, all caps, he says. Uh, is there a better explanation? And why would the 49ers fall into a similar trap knowing that on paper their 21 personnel is a huge advantage? So um, the the question here is, is good because this is one of the things that I was critical of Shanahan post-Super Bowl last time. And it was the Niners were running the ball so well on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs were able to give the 49ers looks that made the 49ers, through their scheme, say, oh, we're going to check out a run because they're giving us a look that we have to pass against. Yep. And on the other sideline, the Chiefs are like, please pass. Please, please, please pass. Because if you run, I don't care if it's zero yards, we are not going to beat you in this game. So the Chiefs defense got the 49ers offense to do what they want. I think the Chiefs defense did the exact same things to the Ravens because the Ravens got out of their game plan, did not run the ball at all enough, and they were not down big at all really ever in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's that's what the Chiefs are so good at doing. 49ers can't get out of their own game plan here. Extremely well said, and I think you credit Spagnolo for that last week as well as your Niner example, mm-hmm. and that comes from Reed saying, hey, the way we can win this game on the road – we need to win time of possession. We don't want them running and being on the field for 35 minutes. We're not going to hold up that way. Our defense, which is our advantage, isn't going to hold up. And like you said, there are many plays where you come to the line and box counts tell me if I'm going to run or pass. And I think Spagnolo is tremendous at clouding those things, you know, or baiting you into doing what you want. We have another good question about the best and worst coaching hires we're kind of out of time today matt do you want to go a little uh a little bonus yeah, coverage on the mailbag on tomorrow's show and talk about yeah, that might be the first good segment tomorrow yeah, yeah. Best and worst hires coming up tomorrow on peacock and williamson and we have another question about cliff kingsbury is he the guy you want to bring in and draft a quarterback to develop at number two overall and of course we've got a lot more super bowl coverage as well friday we'll be making our picks and, and really going through this game with a finer tooth comb as well appreciate all the questions like we get every single week so many good ones can't get to all of them make sure you're subscribed on youtube and everywhere you get your podcast matt and i back tomorrow right here peacock and williamson